Hello and welcome to episode 55, brought to you by Rubber Johnny's Masks, Ireland's newest mask, fancy dress and toy company. They have a huge range of masks and fancy dress available and suitable for all occasions. Got an idea for a mask? They can make it for you. Now, I'm using Rubber Johnny's masks for my upcoming film, School Hall Slaughter, and they've made some of the most incredible props that you can that you can buy at such an an amazing price. Honestly, I cannot rave about them enough. So get yourselves over to their website, which is Masks, and get yourself treat yourselves. Why not? Get yourself some ghoulishly delicious rubber masks and some prop knives. Okay, like I said at the start, this is episode 55. And before I introduce my very, very, very special guest, DJ, hit the intro. You know what? I, it doesn't matter how many times I hear my intro. I, I, I still love that. I still love it. It's great. It gives me a great buzz. Um, hey, guys, I know we're a little bit behind on uh, our episodes recently, but I am kind of in the middle of making a film. Um, I'm a bit of a one-man band. Um, you know, writer, director, producer. I think I'm also going to be making sandwiches on the days of filming as well. So <laughs> this is episode 55, and I am joined by my very, very good friend, and I'm going to save that intro for a second, but we will be talking the sword and the sorcerer. Let's check out the trailer. Listen now of a time long past when sorcery thrived and wild adventure was forever in the offing. deadly sorcerer is called out of nightmare by a ruthless king driven into evil and a mystical sword is forged for a mighty warrior who rises out of legend to topple a kingdom the sword and the sorcerer Dungeons for one night with you. Uh, it's a slim bounty for such a task. Why is your bastard? Three hours' time. One man will control the entire 
civilized world. Cromwell's power. Cromwell's pride. And Cromwell's flesh. A titanic struggle between good and evil that determines the fate of an entire dynasty. Dungeons and dragons, serpents and splendor, wizards and witches, danger and desire. of all heroes in the greatest of all adventures the sword and the sorcerer and we are back and i am joined by the one the only mr peter nielsen over to you my good friend know you now of days long past the time when the world was young when sorcery thrived and wild adventure was forever in the offing. And of this epoch little is known, save that which is veiled in the mists of legendary. It is within these mists that our tale begins, on Tomb Island, a rocky crag perched at the far edge of the world. Good evening, or good day, my friend. Yes, hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, I need, we, we should, I need to kick every every episode off with some kind of uh, <laughs> epilogue that is fantastic <laughs> and of course that is from 1982's the sword and the sorcerer um yep and like i like i just said before we started recording honestly i cannot remember how much I liked this film until I sat at a watch. It was just, it's just my inner 10 year old was doing somersaults. Um, <laughs> it is, it is just, it's just so much fun. It is just so much fun. And I don't it, think it gets the credit it deserves. No, way. I don't think so. It kind of gets, it, I, I think it got lost a little bit because it was released. Just before Conan. No, wait a minute. No, it was released a little bit before Conan. Yes. The Barbarian, the first one. Yes. And uh, I, I'd still call it a ripoff, even though it was released before. Yes. Because my, <laughs> my logic to that is I'm sure it was not un, uh, unknown that uh, Conan was being made. And I'm sure a lot of um, uh, smaller produced movie directors were looking at this and say, hey – this might be something. Yeah. So they had uh, a quicker shooting schedule yes. and good movies. But I'd rip off though a really, really good rip off. But uh, oh, it's it, it's 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 so good and it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was. I saw this in the theater. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> At maybe a way too young age. But, uh, so what were you, 21 when you saw it? Or, hey! No, okay. <laughs> if I could get my cane to work, probably I would give you. <laughs> no, uh, this was, uh, let's see, uh, it was released here in late 82, so I would be 14, 15. Oh, see, that's a, it's a great age to enjoy this film. I think I was about, honestly, I mean, I was probably about seven or eight when mm. I watched this with my father on VHS. And... 
um, just remembering the final, the, the, the transformation scene at the end, frightening the shit out <laughs> of me. <laughs> Hell, even, even the start when he, when, uh, Susha is, uh, awakened with that, uh, yeah. sarcophagus, uh, all, all of a sudden turning to, to life and the faces oh, that yeah, oh, yeah. fake but weird, but at that age it's real as hell. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's a great, I mean, I mean, this film was directed by, um, Albert Pion, Pion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albert Pion. Um, it was written by uh, Tom Konofsky. Yep. Um, it, 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 uh, Albert Pion had a, a hand in the screenplay of it and also, um, John, this was, his, this was his directorial debut. Yeah, this was his first one. Yeah, and I mean he's, I mean he's got a fairly lengthy filmography, hasn't he? I mean, um, famously directed Cyborg. Uh huh. Um, done a lot of Cyborg films. Yeah, Dollman, Dollman, Nemesis one through four. Yes. Uh, Heatseeker. Yes. Uh, let's see, Knights. Yeah. Uh, Arcade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the infamous Captain America from nineteen ninety. <gasps> God, that's a terrible. Film. <laughs> oh my! Alien God. from L.A. How shitty if you did that one? No, I haven't. And the uh, in quotation the sequel to Streets of Fire: Road to Hell. Ah, see. So, and the other one he did, which I loved, because we were, we were looking at cover art, um, yeah. just before for VHS, is Heat Seeker from 1995. Yeah, I great think I cover. One. I might have that somewhere. I'm not sure. <laughs> and I mean, he directed, of course. Kickboxer 4, The Aggressor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure the listeners are here sensing a theme. Yes. Um, <laughs> Low budget, uh, fun popcorn movies. Yes. Yes. And I mean, he is like, you know, and I mean, to be fair to him, Cyborg actually is a pretty good film. You know, it's a pretty good film. And I think it's probably, I mean, Van Damme is very, very early on in his career. Um, Uh, Yeah, and not very good. No. As an an actor. No. Um, He does very well because he doesn't have many lines. No. Even though the ones that he does have, he takes a hacksaw to them. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's a good, good way of putting it. But uh, he, he deals some good fisticuffs. He does indeed. Now, I mean, this, of course, Sword and the Sorcerer, you know, a really good cast. Really good cast. Yes. It's like, what? How How did you swing that one? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, Lee Horsley um, as uh-huh. Talon. Uh, yep. Kathleen, uh, Kathleen Bella um, as Alana. Now, uh, Simon uh, McCordendale um, as Micah. Animal. Yeah, Animal. animal. That's the first thing I said, right? Because I'd forgotten he was in it. And the first time I saw him, I went, Manimal! Um, which was, cause it was quite interesting, because I was actually in the house on my own, shouting, uh, shouting Manimal. Right, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he was also like, uh, let's see, um, oh, we know him from Fal- Falcon Crest. Yeah, George 3, uh, Jaws 3D. Uh, yeah, um, uh, let's see. And there's a, a, a short-lived uh, show called Poltergeist: The Legacy. You ever see that one? Yes, I did. They used to show it on um, in the very, very, very early days of Sky Television. Yeah, it used to be yeah. on uh, really late. It was uh, actually a pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't uh, bad. Actually, pretty good show, uh, and it's uh, more or less impossible to find it. Yes. Anywhere. Yeah. Uh, season one you can find, and uh, other than that, it's there was a there was actually a DVD box with all 
for three or four seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unavailable, currently unavailable. So I'm, I'm sure you can find it for a very, very good price. Yes. He said, uh, sarcastically. Sadly, uh, he passed away at the age of 58 in 2010. Yeah. Very, Simon very sad. I like Simon McCorkendale. Yeah, he's a, he was Oh, he was in, uh, The Way to Dusty Death. Um, ah. uh, uh, Alice McLean. And he was in, of course, Relic Hunter. Mm-hmm. He was in Relic Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, Counter Strike. No. Yeah. An episode of Claudius. Wing Commander. But there's a lot of TV actors, actually. Kathleen Beller was uh, yes. uh, Dynasty. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. What was her? Oh, she, was she Alexis' daughter? Yeah, was, was she? Was she? I was should she, know yeah, this because yeah, I. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, you had uh, George Maharis in this. Um, yeah. Uh, Richard Lynch. Richard Lynch is just brilliant in this. He is just brilliant. He's clearly channeling Basil Rathbone in this. He is just. He's and just I mean, genius. Richard Lynch has been in. Uh, I mean, he, uh, well, let's go to uh, Chuck Norris right away. Invasion USA. He was good at yes, that one. Yes. Uh, if well, if you if you lower the expectations of good, he's really good in it. <laughs> uh, Bad Dreams. Remember that? Oh no, Bad Dreams. Where he's all burnt up. Yeah, the trailer frightened the shit out of me. Absolutely terrified me. It's just. One of no. those, yeah, it's just one of those, it's just terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, movie. yeah it's really got to, I think, yeah. um, 88 films have just released it hmm. on Blu-ray. So, yeah, he's in Lords of Salem. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie. I, no, I don't mind Lords of Salem. No. I don't mind Lords of Salem. I don't mind yeah. that. Um, no, it's a, it's a fairly okay movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was that. in, he's God. working a lot with Rob Zombie Holy as well, too. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's working a lot. You've God told me to. Classic. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I have to mention this because he, I think he had an episode in Auto Man. Did he? Yes, sir. Ah. <laughs> he was also in the A-Team and uh, Battlethor Galactica, the one from 78. So, But yes. uh, he was in an, uh, an episode of Auto Man. Nice. Nice. So, no, and, and, and George Maharis, I mean, he did a shit ton of TV. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but then he just disappeared. Yeah. And I thought, huh, I wonder what happened. He retired mm. early on, and he's a painter. Ah, but he's so good in this. He's so I know. good in this. And I mean, you, you know, you've, like I said, you've got a cast here that, um, will go on to sort of do various things. Now, the, the, mm-hmm. the one guy who pops up, and I, you see him, and he always seemed to play the same type of character. Was uh, Robert uh, Tessier? Tessier, yeah. Yeah, who played? You know, whenever somebody needed a big hulking, um, sort of torturing um, kind of character, he'd always mm-hmm. pop up. But he was in one of my all-time favorite Charles Bronson movies, which is Hard Times. Hard time. or, yeah. yeah, I kind of thought you'd go there <laughs> it's one of my all-time favorite charles bronson movies i love that film. it's a good one um and of course he's a good in, one um star crash yeah which uh, is yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, star crash is uh, uh, in a league of its own i like star crash yeah it's, and it's, it's a, what, i haven't seen it in ages what i love about his character in star crash is that his makeup stops at his neck just under his chin yeah 
because why would they go any further? Yeah, well, you don't need any of that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fine. No, he was also in Breakout Past, another yeah. uh, Bronson movie, and a uh, uh, movie we covered over on uh, uh, Retro Movie Geek. It's my, uh, well, where my two co-hosts uh, <laughs> were against me. He was in The <laughs> Deep from 77. Oh, yes. And he actually fought the same guy as, yeah. he, as the fights in this one. Uh, With I, the same result. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Robert Tessier is uh, uh, an imposing figure. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, now, shit, he was in The Villain. Was he? Or as it was known here, Cactus Jack. Remember that one? Oh, with Michael Douglas and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, God. What was Michael That's Douglas a... thinking? What was he th- well, Oh, was it Kirk, Kirk Douglas? Was sorry. Fun. Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said I, Michael. I mean, I, you, you t- you did? Oh, shit. No, no, it's Kirk Douglas. Yeah, it's Kirk Douglas. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and his uh, horse, Whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched uh, that movie so many times. And if you turn your brain into uh, cartoon mode, yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the good... Uh, and I mean, I use the, the, the word good in quotation. <laughs> All of the characters... Uh, like uh, the villain is just he's he's the villain. Yeah, he's Cactus Jack. Yeah, yeah. He has his own theme song. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. And Anne Margaret, who is uh, who looks uh, gorgeous in that one. Uh, yeah. She pre- uh, what is her name? Miss. Oh uh, damn it, God! Why do you ask oh, me anyway, these questions? She, she, yeah, she she has she also has a theme song. Mm. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, known as Handsome Stranger, that's his uh, <laughs> character name. He also has his own. So they have three different theme songs, kind of like in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the other very, very interesting actor, actress in this film is Anna Bjorn. Now... Ah, yeah, uh, from... uh, uh, See? Damn it. um, Uh, Icelandic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, she, of course, was in Remington Steel um, and American Graffiti. But... (laughs) She also ended up getting involved in the case of Whitey, James Whitey Bulger, um, the notorious Irish mobster. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know who he is. He, uh, she, oh, wow, I have to She actually tipped off the FBI where he was. Holy shit. She did? Yeah, she did. And she collected, have to a, go two, back and check. She collected a $2 million reward. And uh, uh, a wanted uh, poster from the from the mob. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I'd lay a wager. Yeah, she, the FBI. She she tipped off the FBI as to where he was. So she, holy shit! Yeah. Needless to say, she hasn't done a lot of filming since. Uh, <laughs> no, I think you want to kind of uh, lay low. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> just just kind of disappear. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So she did. Oh, wow. See, and she even they even had somebody playing her character in the Johnny Depp film, Black Mass. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I haven't seen that one, I think, in, let's see, it's 2019 now. I thought saw that in, oh, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great I need film. to go back. It's a yeah, great I film. know. Great I need film. to go back and watch that now. Now, so, uh, Sword and the Sorcerer. No, we, I th- we forgot. We forgot Bull. Oh, yes. Nice court, Richard yeah. Mole, who only played 
Susha the demon sorcerer in the first scene. Yes. Because of the contact lenses, and uh, well, he dubbed the other guy though. But uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a bad gig though, is it? No, I'd be that. You know, I might. You know, if you're covered in prostate, you think, oh fuck this, uh, I can't do it. I'm allergic to it, guys. Um, mm. See you in six months. Uh, I'll have a diet I'll, coke. I'll, I'll, I'll dub it and I'll uh, collect the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll have a diet coke and a nice comfy chair. Thank yeah. you, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> And he played another uh, uh, remembered character. Oh, um, the zombie Big Ben from House. With, did he? Um, yeah, ah, uh, with uh, cool. ah, damn it, with the, the greatest American hero. Son of a bitch! What is his name? Um, oh, ah, oh, damn it! Oh. Well, why? Why do we do this to? Uh, I mean, it'll come to me in a minute. It'll come to me. I'm cheating. <laughs> uh, ri- oh, damn it! Uh, hang on, I'll have it in just. Uh... Now, Richard Mall actually, I, 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 and this is the other thing as well. He was in Jingle All the Way. Yes, I know. He was in Jingle All the Way, which is just insane. <laughs> yeah, he was also in Remington Steel. There's a very, very strong TV link here, isn't there? Yeah. He was, sadly, he was in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, too, but I'll not hold that against him because I have the whole the whole series on DVD. But Really? You that were that now. one yeah. person who bought it? Apparently. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I've seen all of them because I haven't. It, 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 you can't do that in one sitting or you'll go completely mad. Well, didn't it, like, didn't it run for about 500 years? It sort of More start, less, yeah, started I at the dawn of time. Yeah, it was like, wow. Although I like looking at uh, at Dr. Quinn, though, but uh, <laughs> not, not for that long. William Cat, there. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, William Cat. this film, I think it's fair to say there was somebody on set who had a lot of fun with the smoke and hazing machine. Oh, you think? <laughs> yeah, because wherever anybody goes, there's fog or mist yeah. anywhere, anywhere at all. Well, it, 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 yeah, yeah. There are, um, the, the first scene is on, oh, damn it, I just wrote it, Doom Island. So yes. I suppose you, you should expect fog there. Yes. But, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure they used it to kind of cover up that the studio is not that big and, and that the, that's why we never see one of the big, because supposedly this is a big war. Yes. Cause, uh, cause, um, uh, let's see, Cromwell, Richard Lynch's uh, character, yes. needs Susha, uh, the demon sorcerer, needs his, uh, his help in, in conquering the, the, the armies of Adan, the, the kingdom he wants to conquer. Yes. Yes. And supposedly there's a, a big battles and all that, but we never see that. We just see kind of the aftermath where the camera pans over a lot of bodies with yes. covered in fog. Yes. Of course. Well, look, you couldn't have a medi, you know, I think it's fair to say that John Borman's Excalibur actually has historically proven that you cannot have any kind of battle without fog. No. And it's, that, that's what happened every time everybody was going to, you know, during the medieval period, yep. any time there was going to be any kind of battle, fog rolled in. Yeah. They sat there during the morning when yep. the fog come on. We can't go out and fight before. Uh, the, the fog, the fog, the fog. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everyone runs out, fights madly. Yes. Until the fog lifts. Yes. And then it's coffee break. Yes. Tea and biscuits. Yes. <laughs> oh, fog's rolling off, boys. Fights off. Sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry. Sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the weather now on, the, on my app. Hang on a sec. Hang on. Hang on. We've got fog in a fortnight. Can, any, no. No. Okay. Uh, Tuesday? Next? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Susha, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, write it off. Write it off. <laughs> write it off. No. <laughs> no. He was pretty pissed, Susha, when he wakes up. Yes. Oh. Well, he'd been asleep for a thousand years, so I'd be a bit cranky too. I'm not great. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow because obviously I've had a nice week off work because um, mm-hmm. it's half term, and now I got to go back. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll be cranky tomorrow. I'll be cranky. Yeah. So after a thousand years, you can understand it. You can understand. Yeah, and the only thing—the only thing you get in return is uh, like Cromwell as well. You get your life. Yes. Yes. Wow. Very short-lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's a, yeah, there's, that's a, a theme in this one. There's a lot of double crossing. Yeah. And betrayal in this one. Yes. Because Crumble turns around, sticks a knife in Susha, and he falls off a cliff. Yeah. And Crumble thinks he's dead, and then, uh, he takes over, he just, uh, defeats the rest of the army by, well, not by himself, with his own army, of course. Yes. Yes. Now, sadly, that scene where the actor falls off the cliff, the stuntman, um, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it was a guy called Jack Tyree, um, yep. and he missed his airbags. Not a um, good thing. And unfortunately. And sa- unfortunately, you know, obviously he, he was killed. Um, yeah, he passed away. But um, yeah, th- can you imagine that awful moment where you just re- where you realise you've you've missed your Mid- airbag? Midfall. Yes. <laughs> You can jump up, jump, it's not going to happen, is it? It's just, you know, it's just, ouch. Guys, you have to move that airbag yeah. fast. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not a and, twin and we're not making light of his. We're not yeah. making light of his death, though, but no. uh, <laughs> it's uh, mid-fall, it's like, oh, oops. Yes. Now, this is the crazy thing for this film. It, it a budget of $4 million. It a budget for $4 million, mm. which isn't bad, actually. Which is not no. bad. It's a pretty, you know, it, it, it did pretty well. You know, it, yeah, it, did. Pretty, it did pretty well. Um, but, you know, and I do think, and again, we're going back to VHS cover, poster art, and those type of thing. That helped massively. Because the VHS oh, yeah. cover is so cool. You've got the I red that, and the blue. Yeah, that's great. Yep. And you have that sword. We'll oh, get into that again. Yes. But I uh, know that, that the poster, I... I wonder if I had that poster back then, because I collected movie poster from the local theater. Because yes. I saw it in our local theater, which uh, is sadly no more. Yes. Uh, but uh, we used to kind of race down and try to get the posters and you know put your name on it and oh, could I have that one? Could I have that one? And uh, yes. At one point, I had some lobby cards too. They weren't all that keen on uh, on giving those up, but the posters were no problems. I mm. think I may have had. Uh, Sword and the Sorcerer poster. See, the, I'd like to have that one again. And can you remember, did, I don't know whether you guys had it, but we would sort of, here in the 80s, you'd go into the cinema and they'd have um, a magazine in there called Flicks. Mm-hmm. Um, which was awesome. And I remember seeing the, um, I remember having um, one with Harrison Ford in the front for um, for Witness. And it was so cool because oh, yeah, it had yeah. like all the different, it was really, really cool. Really, really cool. Really good stuff. Don't get any of that now. No. Don't no. get any of that now. I mean, before we, uh, well, before we got on recording, we were watching old, uh, VHS cover art and, uh, it was better. Yeah. Oh, you can now, be- nowadays it's so, 
I don't know. It, uh, generic. Yes, that's yeah. That was the word I was it's, looking it's, for. It's very, very generic, and it's sort of yeah. I, there's no. Don't get me wrong. You get some great Blu-ray covers now, but oh, yeah. And yeah, but I, they're getting they're kind of getting a little bit back to to what they did in the eighties and seventies. Yeah, well, I, I at the moment I'm slightly obsessed. Have you seen the, on the Blu-rays the stripy covers that they're releasing in the VHS style boxes? Uh, yes, 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 yes. So I, you know, I've, I've got you know, I recently you know got I got forty eight hours because it's just a mm-hmm. classic cover. Um, yep. I picked up Clue recently. Um, Ooh. I, I love my, my my wife loves Clue. Um, and I go, I love Clue as well, because it's just such a wonderfully silly film. Yes. Just, to, and, and Tim Curry in it is just superb. Yes. Just I know. superb. I know. Yeah. Poor, poor guy. Yeah, because he's not well at the moment. He's not, uh, you know, he had a stroke, didn't he? And, uh, he had a really serious stroke, um, and it affected his speech. I think he's back on the road to recovery now. Yeah, 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 because yeah. he's, uh, I think he is, uh, uh, what was I, I read somewhere. Because he's he, I mean he he was in a fairly bad state yes. uh, a while back, a couple of years back. But uh, uh, he, I think he's enjoying life again. Yes, yeah, so, and he uh, is one of life's bon vivers. I mean, he is he is a great great um, he's a great actor, superb yes. actor, superb. Good um, sense of humor. Yes, um, but there's coming back to coming back to the um, there are some great lines in Sword and the Sorcerer. There are some... Ooh, All of them. Yes. <laughs> My favourite line is just that moment where, you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> you've got Talon, and he's got the princess, and he's discussing his terms um, of what oh, he's going to yeah. do. The scoundrel move. Uh, yes. And it's, ju- and it's just the one line where he says, I cannot wait to bed you, wench. Mm-hmm. Now... <laughs> Because he doesn't want money or anything. No. He wants a night with Alana. Yes, and that's it. That's yeah. all he wants. That, so, it's, you know, he, he's more well, than... We ha- have to get into what he is, though. Yes. He, he arrives, he's a mercenary, a rogue, a pirate, uh, a scoundrel, apparently. Yes. Because... Uh, Oh, maybe we should tell who Talon is, because yeah. going back to the, going back to do to uh, the war. Yes. And the battle. Uh, the king... Uh, is slain yes. in front of Talon. Yes. Uh, which, and then he's kind of miffed about that, which is not, uh. It's understandable. Yeah. It's and understandable. He loses his, uh, other brother and his sister, Elizabeth, yes. that we mentioned. Yes. Played by, uh, uh, and her name escapes me, Bjorn something. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn, um, well, uh, Anna Bjorn. Yeah, Anna Bjorn. Yes. Yeah. She is, uh, taken away and, uh, uh, so it's only him and his sister left, basically. Yes. And his mother, the queen, is also killed. Yes. She's played by Nina van Palland. Yes. Born in Copenhagen, Denmark. Actually. Ah, well, yeah. You could you can tell, given that they sort of accentuated the blonde hair and blue eyes. Element yes. To it. <laughs> She's uh, a northerner. Yes. So uh, it didn't really do much of movies anyway. She was uh, more of a folk singer together oh, right. with her her, uh, her husband husband Frederick. They they released a couple of albums. I think ah. my mom has a couple of them actually, or at least one. <laughs> so I have listened to her. Oh, it's, it's folk singers. It was it was it was okay. But yeah. uh, as an actress, maybe not that well. But she's killed off, and so the king and queen are are dead. And there's only actually two heirs to the throne left. Yes. One is Talon, who flees with the with his mighty sword. Yes. Because he's out in the wilderness. You need a Swiss 
army sword. Well, you know, Rambo had the knife. And he and, you know, Talon had his sword. Yes. Which... With a lot of blades. Yes, but it's like the greatest sword ever made. You can't use it for shit, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's used for flaunting. Yes. Look at this. Look, Look, I have three blades. Oh, yeah, you have four. Oh, four. Yeah, yes, yeah, four, because you had one in the hilt. the hilt. Yeah. Yes. And then, and, and again, look what they can do. And then he shoots off the, the, the blades on either side of the main one. It's, now, did you, amazing. did you, I, as, as incredible as that was, and it still blows my mind now. Um, <laughs> did you notice there was a slight error in that opening scene? Oh, yeah, where he killed, where, where we first see him shooting the, yeah, <laughs> yeah the continuity error yeah. there. Yeah, where he shoots it one way and then the other guy dies first. Mm. <laughs> yes. And it's like, wait a minute, wait, what? Okay. Laws of, laws of physics do not apply. No, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I wonder if anyone noticed that. No, no, just, no, no, no. just shh, next scene. Shh, 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 quiet. Yeah. Continuity. Yes. Continuity. You could just see the person, the guy. Peace, man. Shh. Could you see the little continuity guy with a clipboard going, um, um, boss? Yeah. Um, I, raising his finger. No, no, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just go back over here. It's okay. Sorry. Sorry. And Albert Pearn comes in, knocks him in the head. Yeah. He, kind of, he kind of faints a little bit. And yeah. then Albert Pearn, there you go. Next. Next. We don't have time. We have, don't have time to go for reshoots. Yeah, yeah. One take, everything, go. So. But the sword. But, and it just looks so cool. It just looks so cool. It has three blades. The only thing I remember we talked about as kids, because kids are, are violent and yes. like that and wants more blood. Yes. We wanted him to use that sword with, well, he did use it, but he didn't cut people up the way we wanted him to. No. We wanted him to strike people from above yes. with the three blades and cut you in kind of like, let's see, one, two, yeah. three, four. Four or five pieces that slice all the body down. Yes. Like That's all, what we wanted. Yes. And I mean, to be fair to this film, mind you, it doesn't, it's sort of, this film has plenty of swash and lots of buckle in it. And Ooh, it's like a, like the old times swashbuckling movies. Yeah. And I mentioned adventure so, movies. Yeah. And I mentioned sort of, you know, um, Basil Wraithbone earlier and yeah. it's sort of, you know, Errol Flynn, Errol, and Douglas it, Fairbanks. Yeah. It has that real sort of moment. And even the yeah. way Lee Hawes, look, bearing in mind now, they're supposed to be swinging around these medieval broadswords. And I mm. love the fact that Lee Horsley, except for the final fight, insists on holding every sort of heavy, you know, having wielded a couple of swords on stage and they're fucking heavy. They're, they're really heavy to swing around. And I imagine this with three blades, well, four blades. Yes. Not the, the, the lightest of swords. No, but he insists on holding it like a sort of fencing foil and yeah. every other blade. And you can just sort of see that wink in his eye as he sort of, aha. It's just, <laughs> it's just, a, yes. <laughs> and like the fact that he continue the scene where he tries to break um, the princess out. Yeah. Um, is just a wonderfully, wonderfully silly scene. It's ju- and he sort of, you know, he, he crashes, um, into various parts of the castle. And of course, mm-hmm. he lands in the harem. As you do. Because every castle has to have uh, a harem. Of course. And there we get the obligatory booby shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, as we should have. As you, and then we get a scene for no other reason 
of see, <laughs> seeing the uh, uh, Alana being oiled up. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the next bit, she's completely covered up. Yep. So Mies thinks there's a body double, double involved there. Uh, I'm not, I, I, uh, if I, if I say I tried to look this up and uh, see if that would be, that I would be kind of like a male chauvinist pig, yeah. so I didn't look it up. So I, I don't know if it was. I mean, some actresses back then did use uh, body yes. doubles because they didn't want to do, uh, nudity. Uh, full, full nudity, full frontal nudity and stuff like that. So. I don't know. I don't really know. But it's, if, the, uh, it's the jerkiness of yes. the shot, which is... It's, yeah. <laughs> it makes you think, huh. Ah, okay. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah. Yep. And it's, you know, and the fact that he crashes through the window and he lands perfectly on top of yes. one of the harem girls and his opening words are, I wish I could stay. Yes. And then... And the, what makes this good uh, with Lee Horsley is that that, that little wink in his eye. Yes. And that sly uh, smile he has. Yes. He knows this is fun and games. Yes. And the fact that he insists on you fighting every single one of the palace guards with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, girls, what I can do. Yes. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it, 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 it's just hilarious. <laughs> it is absolutely, and it's just, um, it's so entertaining. It's so entertaining. And yes. you've got, and the theme, and the music, the score. The score, yeah. um, was composed by David Whittaker. Um, which, you know, he's done, I mean, he's done loads. He did the, you know, he worked on the score for Death Wish 2. Um, he's worked with, um, the BBC Radio Orchestra. Um, you know, he, he's done loads and loads and loads and loads and loads. Um, you know, <laughs> But it's just one of those, you know, it's just one of those films that has this great sort of ha-ha moment. And it's sort of... Yeah, it's it's tongue-in-cheek. It's it, it's fun. And that's what makes... Because if you'd made this movie uh, stone-faced serious, if that's a, a term yes. used, it, it wouldn't be as much fun. No, no. Making no. it like these uh, 40s, 50s uh, adventure movies. Yeah. Makes it, that's what makes this movie worth watching over and over again. Oh, completely, completely. And there's, it's fun. It is. Um, and what I, what I, you know, again, and it's just that sort of energy to it because it's 99, it's about 99 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, it flies. It yeah. absolutely flies. Not However, a lot of dead, dead, uh, time in this. No. And I think, however, the last like three quarters of an hour of the film are the final battle. Is the final <laughs> battle? <laughs> my wife, Louise, sort of walked in at a sort of looking at it, and she said, "It just this film just seems like this scene is just it's just one big fight, and it's pretty much." Yeah, she's not wrong. No, 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 no. no. Um, and again, there are some great special effects in this. Um, when one of Talon's men hacks. One of the palace guards in half. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great scene um, where um, Robert Tessa's character bites the dust, um, where he gets his head shoved on the grinding block. Ah, yes. That is it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, he would, because he's standing there. Yeah. And, and then, uh, oh, damn it, his name I don't, it escapes me. Yes. His foil, let's yes. call him that. Yes. And uh yeah, you know he needs to have his face yes. 
grind it a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's going to go on. And it's just, you know, it's... There are lots yes, of the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when you... Because you saw this in the cinema. You saw this yes. in the cinema. What were yep. the things that leapt out of the screen for you in this? What were the things that just flew out of the screen on this one? Uh, I remember being a sense... I mean, the... The scene where they uh, wake up uh, Susha, the yeah. demon sorcerer, I remember because when you get that, uh, and uh, watching this on the big screen, when you get uh, that sar- sarcophagus uh, yeah. is, is a scary one with a lot of faces. And yeah. when they all of a sudden, where you see Cromwell, Richard Lynch's character, he kind of looks down in horror uh, at the when the faces started coming alive. Yes. And I don't know, it, it, it creeped me out. Yeah. Uh, that one, that that first scene. Yeah, yeah. And after that, it kind of—I don't know—it's it, kind of like again, like we said, the adventure of it all. Well, yeah, and and of course the the sword. Yes, and I mean it can. It, I mean this film does feel like it could have bounced off the pages of Robert E. Howard. Yeah, um, and I think in some ways, it's probably more truthful to the spirit of Robert E. Howard. Than um, than the actual Conan, than Oliver Stone's Conan script. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you know because uh, yeah. you know when you look at um, oh, I, I've got them. I've got the I've got the set myself. Is when you look at the uh, you know the Conan comics, you know it has all, yeah. all the um, and he said Citizen Kane. Then it's not Citizen Kane. What was his name? Uh, Solomon Kane. Uh, so, know, yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. it okay. has. It does have that sort of that piracy. Feel yes. to it, and it's sort of that sort a of. It's called the Conqueror, or yes, yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, 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 yeah. It's and like it's... they baked it all together because it's 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 kind of. If you think about this movie, it's a it's a small movie, yeah, uh, not not a very big budget. Well, well, fairly big anyway. Yes, but yeah. but think of how what's in this movie. We have that big. Uh, well, we don't see the battle, but it's. I'm, Guessing it's a big one where he yes. takes over the kingdom. Yeah, we have a rebellion. We haven't even mentioned that there's nope. a rebellion because that's <laughs> is... uh, led by uh, Simon McCorkindale. Yes, and I got to be honest with you, in terms of uh, your, you know, the your rebe- your rebel army. Uh huh. Um, I'm really glad that they never actually got into like some kind of big pitch battle because those gu- those farmers with their wooden pitchforks and were fucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, look, it's the final battle. Oh, it's over. Oh, yeah. What happened? And there's oh, we, about we eight of them. Wooden pitchforks. Yeah, we brought wooden pitchforks, and, and didn't that work? No, man. <laughs> it didn't. Okay, no. go home to your farm. Yeah. No, but again, having Simon, and again, we mentioned Simon McCorkendale. He, again, he also has that kind of. Uh, wink in his eye in this movie because yes. he works for this one because he it's like ah, this is this isn't real you have that kind of this isn't real yes uh, sense of it all and they have fun yeah oh, completely completely and uh, he's supposed to be the oh uh, let's see the the best what what is it now the best friend of I, I should know this I've seen this movie so many times uh, him and his sister Alana yes are uh, uh, children of the king's right hand man yeah. if i'm not uh, and they're supposed since everyone thinks because uh 
Tylon's gone. Yes. Everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah. And uh, the sister Elizabeth is kind of stuffed away in Cromwell's, I don't know, harem or somewhere like like a slave girl somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's natural to say that Alana or, uh, oh, damn it, Simon McCorkin, uh, Micah, Micah is supposed to be the heirs to the throne. Yes. And then in comes Talon and kind of thwarts the plans a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we have the rebellion, and again we have the betray um, uh, the betrayals, and uh, yes. the, with uh, Maharis's character. Yeah, Machella. Machella, yeah. Yeah, Machella. Because yeah. he really is eh, not going to tell you. No, no, because. No. That's a that's a big plot twist. Yes, I mean as rebellions and, go, it's a fairly complicated. Rebellion. Yes, it is, and for a movie like this, it's like, are you? Did you not really overwrite this? Yeah. But for some reason, again, it's a fun ride, and it's never boring. So yes. you buy into it. And I think the tagline for this film um, sums it up: a lusty epic of revenge. Magic of dungeons and dragons. Didn't see a dragon in this one. Of wizards, no. witches, of damsels and desire, and of a warrior caught between them all. That's, that's, yes. Yes. Sums it up. Now, I think when they're referring to the dragon, they're referring to the snake. Now. They must be. And I think they kind of overplayed their hand with the snake. <laughs> In the classic VHS cover way, because I mean, yeah, you, you're kind of expecting this sort of Jason and the Argonauts kind of three-headed Hydra. Um, oh, I love that movie. Oh, it's great. Oh god, <laughs> I love that film. I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. And the, you know the skeleton, the skeleton swords. Uh, anyway, well, I'll be here all day if we get onto that. But it's just yeah. just magnificent. But. Yeah. You see, what do you get at the end of this? You get some boa constrictor that gets draped around poor yeah. Kathleen Bellis. <laughs> nothing at all like the cover. No, nothing at all. And the snake... And, look- and then again, if you look at the cover, well, you have the sword and the muscular hero. And then again, Lee Horsley is not the most muscular guy. He's, no. he's, he's in shape. sinewy enough. Yeah, yeah. But but so that doesn't really fit either. The demon sorcerer, though, is, is kind of... Uh, yeah, they get that right. They get that. Yeah. And the costume design, actually, in this film is... <laughs> yes. It's, it's high camp. It is yeah. high, high, high camp. But it works. It works yeah. so well. It's the most impractical use of costume ever. Yeah, like, uh, like Cromwell's headgear, gold, yeah. that golden thing. I mean, <laughs> you'd have to duck to get into a anywhere, lot of doors. Anywhere. Yeah. And the fact that, you know... At the start of this film, Talon insists in fighting in his cape. No matter. Yes, he does. And actually, in the one scene, him and, <laughs> and the stunt guy get tangled up. Yes, they do. In their cape. I noticed that. <laughs> and he's got his head underneath the guy's cape, and he's punched. He's put, you can clearly see they're both thinking, ah, shit. Right, yeah. I'm just going to pretend. <laughs> just go. Yeah. It's great. Let's go. Or maybe he'll cut it out. Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he kept that there. Fair play. Cheers, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> well, so well uh, on, the, on uh, Wikipedia, what they uh, put Anna Bjorn Elizabeth, what they what they call her here right. on Wikipedia. Okay, Cromwell, Cromwell's whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh Poor girl. No, oh, you see, that's just yeah. They don't pull any punches over there, do they? <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> Elizabeth Cromwell's whore. 
Not heir to the throne. Not heir to the anything throne. Anything like that. No, no. Cromwell's four. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually, you know what? This is actually the, the most profitable independent film of 82. It's, inc- it's incredible, isn't it? It's incredible. And I mean, they were sort of, you know, you, I don't think that you can, I mean, these films are still being made now. They're still yeah. being made. And I, I you know, there's, you know, a, a recent one would be, um, that's popped out was like, uh, is Dragon Kingdom. Um, yeah. that's come out. Um, one which is horrific, which is just awful. I've, I, I reviewed it on the one show is Night of the Dead, spelt Night. As in Night okay. Yes, it's, yes. Okay. It's got the I, most. I, I got the pun. <laughs> excruciating, excruciating well, to sexy. Be ever. Fair, if you go, if you go back and look at a lot of the. Uh, again, we talked about ripoffs, uh, and after Conan yeah. premiered, we had a shitload of Italian. Uh, sword and sorcery, uh, sand and sandal. Uh, yes. Rip-offs. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's. Let, not all of them good. Not always good. However, Deathstalker. The Barbarians. Yes. Deathstalker with the, with two. The brothers. Deathstalker oh, two. Yes. Yeah. Deathstalker three and four. Hawk mm-hmm. the Slayer. Uh, yeah, and again, I apologize for uh, <laughs> for that episode. <laughs> Barbarian Queen. Oh, yes. Now, Barbarian Con- Conquest. Queen. Yeah, Amazon. That was a Fulci, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a Fulci. Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. F- yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the, oh, we, we forgot the Beastmaster. I love Beastmaster. Which is uh, uh, wonderful. It, it is Krull. Oh, yeah, another good one. Krull, um, Sorceress. Uh, ah, yeah, yep, with... Uh, Damn it! I should know this. Um, um, oh, um, it's got, oh, oh, Lee Harris is in it. Lynette Harris. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just I a. Haven't seen that one in ages. Yeah, we saw a lot of those back then. Oh yeah, um, and then you had like um, she in 1984. I had that one with Sandra. Is it Sandra Bernthal? Uh, Sandra, yes. Yeah, Sandra yeah. Bur- uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Her name? Sandra. Sandra. She was in Conan the Barbarian. Uh, I know. Um, and you would, um, David Carradine in The Warrior and, um, and The Sorceress. Yes! I haven't seen that one in freaking ages. That's fucking awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. She. Yeah, um, there's another one as Amazons, I said about, which essentially, like, uh, Barbarian Queen, there's a lot of, um, of course, during this pe- time period, um, lots of chainmail bikinis and uh, lots of running. Yes. Lots of running around. Yeah, they did that apparently way back. Lots of running around. <laughs> there, was a, oh, there was one called, uh, what was it? Something with, again with sword. Um, oh, God. Um, Shit, I have that one on, 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 I think I have that on VHS somewhere. Oh, shit. Oh, well, there's a lot of them. Just if you go look off, uh, look up all these old, uh, or, or go to IMDb and hit any one of the ones we mentioned, yes. and then go to the segment that says more like this, you'll find stuff. Oh there. god, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> there is some... Sandal Bergman. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there is. <sighs> there are great films. Red Sonia. Red Sonia. <laughs> 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 well, the, <laughs> apparently. 
apparently there's going to be a remake. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, it, that's in the office. I've heard, uh, yeah, I've I've heard uh, a lot of years they've talked about it, but maybe it'll it'll happen this time. Will yeah. they do a, a proper Red Sonia? I don't. Well, it'll be very very interesting, very very interesting to see if that they actually... can't do worse. No, they can't. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> they could try. Yeah. Um, Although I do have it on my shelf, of course. Yeah, uh, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom is another one. Ah, yes. From 85. And right. I, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen that one for ages. The, the cover art for Wizards of the Lost Kingdom was amazing. Absolutely amazing. However, um, I don't think it's a very good film. A lot of them weren't. No. And on the cover, there's this amazing, like, flying tiger slash dragon. <laughs> and they'd ripped off um, one of the Skeksis from the Dark Crystal is lurking somewhere in there. And, you know, this kid is holding, like, a cross between, like, Talon's sort of Swiss Army sword and a lightsaber. And you're thinking, fuck, I'm in there. Yes! This is going to be yeah. the greatest movie ever made. And then you watch the And movie. then you watch it. And it's like, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Can I have my money back, please? Yeah. No. no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to find. You know, because the, uh, the sword and the sword. I mean, because I mean, it was, it was, it was a big, it was a big money spinning genre. Yes. A big money spinning genre, and particularly the films like The Barbarian Queen and Amazons and those type. It spoke to a very, very. Um, specific clientele yeah i mean if you go into uh, i suppose they're fairly cheap to make (laughs) uh and i mean i'm not i'm not meaning that in a a bad way but you don't really need uh because most of the the men in the movies if they're muscular enough they don't really have a lot of clothing no no and if you have the women they don't really have a lot of of, clothing they don't really need a lot of uh, wardrobe uh, money no you just kind of need armor and uh and swords yeah and and what's what's really interesting when you look at like lots of these films you can see where they've borrowed from each other yeah sets of the same very much like the you know like some of the hammer productions yeah, or exactly. the Roger Corman film, you know. and actually, I think lots of a few, quite a few of these were produced by Corman. Um, so it's you know th- this is a great, great, great. You know, you know Son the Source is probably one of the better, or if not of this kind. I think it's up there with Beastmaster and Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are other people who may disagree about Hawk. Um, uh, I could mention at least three. <laughs> <laughs> But I won't. No. Um, but, you know, it, 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 I think this film gets kind of pushed to, to the side a little bit too much. Yeah, it does. It, uh, you know. Sadly. Yes. Yes. Because uh, you, you're not, you're not, you're never bored watching this. And, I mean, you get a, a mix of, uh, like we said, there's a, uh, there's some good uh, battle scenes. There's the cool swords. There's yeah. the, the damsels in distress. There's yeah. a demon sorcerer. There's a uh, uh, oh, damn it! I hang on one bit. My wife just opened it. <laughs> there. 
Nazi <laughs> demon sorcerer and uh, overthrown kingdoms. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so, so, I mean, you have a little bit of everything. Yes. And we've, we haven't even discussed the uh, quote-unquote crucifixion. Right. Okay. At, at a wedding. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I do you want? I th- I can. I genuinely think that this wedding um, was the inspiration for uh, George R. Martin's um, The Red Wedding. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of blood in this one too. Uh, yeah. No, you have a guy crucified on a on a big X. Yeah, yes. Wooden X. In um, just his pants. Yes, and uh, this is kind of like the, the the kind of headpiece of the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Most people have a cake. Yeah, look, look, like we really did our did ourselves with the decorations. Yeah, well, honey, yeah. you like it? Oh, look, he's still squirming. Yeah, <laughs> and you have uh, uh, he has uh, rulers. I yeah, suppose, of the countries surrounding Adan. Yeah, and. Uh, I suppose none of them are are really fond of uh, Cromwell because they're no. very quick to jump in yes. when, once the once the rebellion. Well, it's kicks well, in. there's that moment where the two <laughs> the two like the like leaders of the other kingdoms are sat next to each other, mm-hmm. and they both kind of look at each other and go, "Is that Talon? No, that's not Talon. Yes, it is Talon. Okay, it is Talon. Let's <laughs> yes. have a fight." Yep. <laughs> So uh, no, I, I mean uh, it's a fairly brutal thing where he's he, where he's kind of pulling the nails out. Yes, and, and, hmm? yes. So uh, it is, you don't see that too often. No, it's just it's, it it is, um, and also the use of beards in this film of stuck on beards. <laughs> the use of beards. <laughs> My favorite beard in this entire thing. Um, is Jeffrey Corey, who plays uh, Crassus, who is the architect uh, for the castle. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But he's <laughs> now, now, okay. Throughout history, if you were an architect of the pyramids, for example, you, you knew your lifespan was fairly short because they were going to shove you in there with, you know, with the rest of the stuff. But uh-huh. they kind of kill you first. Yeah. I think Cromwell's plan falls down where he decides to imprison the architect. Yes. <laughs> and this little, this little old dude comes bow-legged, sort of, sort of doing that, that, that sort of half run, half walk kind of, uh, kind yeah, of moment with this, crawl yeah, with this, mm. with this enormous fucking beard stuck to yeah. his face. Just, just glued. It, ta- it takes skills. Yes. To, to kind of run and with a beard like that. Yes. And, you know, even Richard Lynch's beard at times where you look at it, it's just like, really? The makeup guy went, yeah, I'll do. How'd you go? Just look at the king's beard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. Yes. And I don't think it would be perfect. <laughs> Maybe not. No. Maybe not. And like, um, let's just put a little bit of glue on your chin and there. Dink. There we go. Off you go. Not fake looking at all. <laughs> and even, I mean, I have to say, George Maharis's bowl cut. <laughs> that is, it, it, it's, it, it's wonderful. 
Yeah. It's wonderful. It's like someone didn't really like him. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, don't cut my hair like that. Shut up, son. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think he's a... Uh, his barber liked him much. No, 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 no. Didn't have a beard, though. No, he didn't. He didn't. No. Um, now, here, here's a, a little bit of trivia. Originally, Oliver Reed was hired to do the epilogue. Uh, yeah, I think I read something about that. And the, and the director didn't like it, so um, cut it out and gave it to Simon McCorkendale. Yeah. Which is because he's got a great voice. Simon McCorkendale yes. or Oliver Reed? Both. <laughs> well, both of them. Well, both yeah. of them have great voices, but Simon I mean, McCorkendale. It fits. Yes. I mean, it, it, Simon McCorkendale, because it's kind of, if you listen to the, to, to him narrating it, it's, it, it, it's kind of jovial. Yes. Uh, not that dire, uh, there's like, it's, it's like he's a storyteller in a library. Telling the story for for younger kids. Yeah, because because there's a little even even in his voice when he does the narration, there's that little glint of come, it's great adventure, yeah, and, and yeah, uh, yeah. let's go and uh, break out your swords. Yes, and uh, I kind of like that because it's stay it, it. If you look at a lot of the other uh, movies we've uh, mentioned, uh, sword and sorcerer movies, they're kind of the narration is always very. Dire. Yes, and they all. There's a lot of them in. Anyway. Yes, and it all. It kind of follows that sort of. This is a time of yeah. great mystery. When the oceans drank Atlantis. Yes. Yes. For Conan. Yes. I mean, that is a great opening. That is a, one of my favorite yeah. openings to any film. Unto this Conan. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gives great. me chills. Great. I saw that one at the theater too. Oh man, I, I I can honestly say I'm fairly jealous of that. <laughs> I, you know, it, it is just, it's a tremendous film. Yep. Tremendous film. Um, what now? This has an interesting link to other films that declared a sequel at the end, um, which either didn't materialize straight away or materialized about 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, did they, did they have a, a quote unquote, uh, sequel, uh, Oh, yeah, uh, it's called Tales, Tales of an Ancient Empire. Yes. And it stars none other than Hercules himself, Kevin Sorbo. Mm, I actually haven't seen that one. Um, I think it came out in 2010. Uh, Albert, huh. Albert Pion directed it as well. Um, and I think old um, the original talent pops up in it. Old oh, Lee Horsley? Lee Horsley okay. pops up in a very, very small role. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's got, yeah, he plays a stranger in it. Um, okay. And it has that sort of Tales of Hercules, Adventures of Hercules kind of feel to okay. it. Um, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. That series. Yeah. Um, Tales of an Angel. I have to see if I can. Uh, Inbar Lavi is in it um, as Alana. Okay. And Sorbo is in it uh, as Aiden. Oh, Edan, sorry. Uh, Michael Parra's in it. Uh, I like Michael Parra, good actor. Uh, mm. Matthew, uh, Matthew Willig, Sasha Mitchell, um, Rolf Moller has to be in oh, it. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he played, uh, didn't he play, he played, uh, didn't he play, uh, damn it, uh, Conan and, uh, in the TV series. In the TV series, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. 
um, to lesser success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's an opposing figure, but uh, he's not Arnold. No, he's not. No. No, he's very good in Gladiator, though. Yes, he is. Yes, he's very good in Gladiator. Um, yes, he is. So, I mean, <clears throat> this film is sort of, it is that sort of, excuse me, my voice is, uh, give it, hang on a second. <clears throat> excuse me. Get that frog out. Yes. This is what I think it's fair to say that this um, is looked at fondly. Um, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I just instantly fell back in love with this film. Oh, yeah. Um, I had my DVD that came that, uh, that I had ordered for it because I couldn't find a decent English version of it. It came from Spain. Yeah, it's, I think it's been out of print for uh, some time. And its um, its title in Spain was Cromwell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when you put that photo up, I thought, what the what what kind of movie is that? Oh, okay, so it's that one. Yeah. I had to kind of look uh, and get it at a second glance. Yeah, it's... Right. Um, uh, I bought this ages ago. I have the Swedish version, or the Nordic version of it, yeah. so... Uh, that's really cool. That is really, really cool. But I think I don't think it's that easy. I should. I'd like to see uh, actually a Blu-ray release. Of yeah, this. a good Arrow release or an eighty-eight yeah. films. They don't. Release. They don't have to. They don't need to clean it up too much. Though, no, I'm no. sure you'd see the strings when the <laughs> swords fly out and stuff like that. But just give it a good release, and maybe if there's some behind-the-scenes stuff, and uh, yes. I'd, I'd like to see that. Now, in the final confrontation between um, Talon and Cromwell, I love the <clears> fact <throat> that you get those sort of explosions off the swords yeah he's absolutely a little, a little bit of science fiction yeah uh, thrown into yeah. it and magic i suppose cromwell has a utility sword because yeah he does yeah it be, you know suddenly he's got a dagger and then he's got a two-ended sort of spear and then it's a one-ended spear but then talon trumps him completely by having a knife Attached to his arm, in the, well, in the hilt, but also on his arm. Oh, yes, a, yes. The blade comes out of it. Now, wouldn't during the crucifixion process they have noticed something like that? It depends on how drunk they were. Yes, true. I know it's a wedding, but but again, I'm see. I can't. I can't. I can't argue that. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to find, come up with something that no, trying to no, to yep. that, no, no. Yep, yep, yep. They should have noticed and told Cromwell. You know what? This might be a problem later on. Yeah. Do you want to? No, no. We're ignoring that one as well. Okay. <laughs> Why not to cut off his arm? No. No. Okay. okay fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm sure the nails will work. I'm sure the yeah. nails and handle work. They'll be fine. Okay. All right. They're big enough. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking huge. They're bigger than his no, hand. They're yep. bigger than his hand. It's a gnarly scene, though, when he's on that cross. Yes, it is quite painful. And that's the thing as well with this. There are some... There's some actual... Thinking of, if you watch this at a young enough age, it is... You have that uh, adventurous watch, buckling adventure feel, but you still get these little uh, scenes thrown in here and there that are actually uncomfortable yes yeah you do you do and there you know you get you know you get somebody's getting hacked in half you've got yeah. somebody's face being put on a grinder you've got the crucifixion scene <laughs> you know and you know let's not forget there's a little bit you know it does get a little bit sort of sexual assaulty at the start of it mm-hmm. which is a bit sort of you know where talon then rescues the damsel in distress with a leg of beef mm-hmm. uh, yes 
You don't see that often. No, it's 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 a lesser used technique. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think you know, Kathleen Bella spends pretty much the entire um, the entire film uh, being rescued and wearing yeah. very little. Yeah, yeah, she is not the. <sighs> How should we put this? She's not in the Sarah Connor mode. No. No, I think that's the kind way to put it. She's kind of useless. No, (laughs) yes, she is. Now, however, however, the bit, it did make me laugh out loud when this happened. It is just, is she a genius? And it sort of sums up, I think it completely encapsulates the film. Excuse me completely encapsulates the film where at the end she says haven't we you know haven't you got to collect your reward and he says yes so he throws her over his shoulder mm-hmm. he then grabs hold of um like a banner or something and then sort of swings <laughs> just swings out into the courtyard Again, the 40s and 50s yep. uh, swashbuckling adventures. But here's the best bit. He's not actually swinging into anything. Uh, well, I wasn't going into that, but so, yeah. <laughs> just, so you just know that they're just going to go, um, little help. Mm-hmm. Little help, you guys. <laughs> just, just a shove, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just, but you'd think at the end, you know, Alana would be next to him. And they're, you know, with his army, they go and rescue another kid. No, one night, that's all he wanted. He's being yeah. paid, and we're away. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, what is he ended with? Um, Come now. Yes. Let's be off. Let's There's be a off. battle in the offing. Yes. Kingdoms to save and women to love. Yeah. That's a great line. It's a great no. line. I love the. There's a battle in the offing. Yes. It's that idea at all. Bit of rain in the air today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, mist is in, boys. Got a battle to go to. Yep. No, I mean, it, again, it, it begs for. I mean, they. I think they. I read somewhere that they were thinking of doing a couple of movies like this, yes. where him going off on different adventures. So that, I mean, that that final uh, lines. Yes. Uh, is it, kind of setting things up, which yeah. never happened. No, and, and it's such a shame. It's such yeah. a shame because this is a great, great film. Great, yeah, we could have had great. at least one more. Oh, completely. Now, <laughs> I love this. I absolutely love this. Um, the great Roger Ebert um, yes. gave this half a star. <laughs> yes, he's none too fond of this. He gave it half a star. He's just so mean. Yeah, he, he was his his ratings were weird. Y- yes, to to say the least. Yes. So uh, yeah, half a star. I don't know. I, I mean, he he must have not been in a good mood watching this. I don't think he was ever in a good mood. Going to this, thinking you're go- getting a, a high. Well, then if you look at the actors, you may. Expect more, maybe I don't know. But if you go into expecting yeah. uh, high art, Shakespearean uh, acting, and 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 well, the plot is fairly intricate anyway. Yeah, but yes, you go into it expecting more, and not a swashbuckling yes. adventure, uh, sword and sorcery. I think you're you you you're in the wrong theater. 
Yes. Yes. Just go watch something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, to be fair to him, he does say that the sorcerer's makeup is um, is a triumph. Um, Looks good. He's 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 meant. Oh. Yes. Yes. And when he sits there on the throne, yeah, it's a when great. everyone thinks he's dead, yeah. he's just sitting there. Yeah. I never remember thinking, isn't that a boring life? Are you just sitting there mending yourself? What, what yeah. <laughs> wow, what have you been doing today? I've been sitting. Yes, I do a lot of sitting. In my empty throne room. <laughs> but it looks good, though. Yes, yes. I mean, it's. Um, I, this is a great film. It really, really is. Yes, so, it is. Peter, what are the moments for you in this that really stand out? Oh, oh, damn! I, well, the the sword, of course. Yes, you can't. You can't yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That, that's. I mean, it's, it's in the title. So I think it, the sword, and actually also uh, Susha, the demon sorcerer. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I said before, the the whole adventures fun stuff yeah. of it all i yeah. think that's uh what i take from it and and the sword of course yes i mean must uh, mention the sword yes always the sword oh it all comes back to any time that you have a three-bladed sword that you can fire yes two of the blades um yep. i think lee horsley's performance in this is just is brilliant like i said him he nailed it he, he absolutely nails it him and richard lynch are yes. you know errol flynn basil wraithbone mm-hmm. you know it, it is this it, it it harks back to to the black and white swashbuckling it, it, it is it is a truly truly silly film in all the right ways yes in all exactly. the right ways and people say you know use the word silly as derogatory it's not in any way shape or form this is just one of those films where you just need to completely switch your brain off and just go with it. Yeah. You know. it you'll have fun. You will have fun. Yes. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, you know. So this is uh, this is high up on the list. I, I mean, I watch this from time to time. From, yeah. I, I don't re- really remember how many times I watched it since uh, the late uh, the early eighties, but it's uh, it's been a you come back a to it a bunch of times. Yes. You come back to it now. Yeah. Here's the bit. What would you give this out of 10? Oh, wow. Uh, for entertainment value, yeah. I'd go as high as... Uh, I, I think for entertainment value, uh, just for that, it's a 10. Because yeah. you have so much fun with it. Yeah, oh, completely. Uh, movie-wise, you may have to go down to maybe, I don't know, seven, six or seven, maybe. Because there's a, it's choppy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but, but it works. Yes. So, um, don't expect too much, but for entertainment value, it, it is a definite thing because you will have fun. Yes, completely. And that's the most important thing, I think. Completely. And I mean, like, I totally agree with you 100%. For entertainment value, it's, it's a 10 out of 10. Um, but from a film point of view, it, it, I'd, I'd, go, I'd say it's a 7.5 even. Hmm. I'd hmm. say it's a 7.5 because it just, out of the sword and sorcery sort of genre, I think this is right up there. This is one of the better. Yes. I mean, it, you know, does it have the artistic credit of Borman's uh, Excalibur? No. Does no. it even, even attempt to be, attempt it? No. But no. if you're looking for something between Conan and Krull and uh, Beastmaster, Beastmaster, Beastmaster yeah. this is very much it. Yes. Um, it's got a great cast. 
Mm-hmm. It, it, and I love it. I love it. Like I said, so for me, it's a seven point. Yeah, the cast, the cast do, uh, they approach this movie as they should. Yes. And I Com- think that's why it works. Yes, completely. Completely. Um, I can't believe we've talked for an hour and ten minutes about Sword and the Sorcerer. Well, because it's, again, it's entertainment. It is. And it's, it's such a great, great, great film. And like I said, I can't recommend this. If you can track it down, um, go for it. Get it. It's, yes. You know, I think you can buy it for on DVD for about... You could pick up the Spanish version for about... I think I picked it up for about £6, maybe £8 on um, Amazon. Oh, not bad. And, it's not, and I think there's a version lurking on the U of the Tube hmm. uh, somewhere. Um, Probably. But uh, it's, it's definitely worth it. It's yeah, you should own this. Oh. If, you, if you like this genre, you should definitely own this one. Completely. So, my good friend, where... I'll just shift in my throne. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, is that where you be? you're on your throne just sitting today? <laughs> yes. So, where... Looking over my kingdom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, where can the good people find you? You disappeared there. Oh, I was going to come back. I'm back. Don't panic. Yeah, uh, you're back. Yes. Where, did, where can the good people fight, search you out, sir, if they are looking uh, for high adventure and battles in the offing? Uh, wow. <laughs> well, they can go for <laughs> Go to retromoviegeek.com. I suppose you could call it maybe not high adventure, but adventurous. <laughs> yeah. Adventurous is a good word. Where they can uh, check us out and... Uh, we have some uh, some good stuff in in the offing, yeah, uh, or or in the or in the back catalog, yes. And they can go to also forgottenflicks dot com, uh, uh, flicks with an X, to check out some of our older episodes and also some of my uh, written reviews. Yes, they, if they care to to delve into some really really B movie things. Ah, uh, but you know, people say B movie like it's a bad thing. It's not. Uh, I don't. No, not at all. Not at all. But, Get in there and enjoy it. Yeah. Get in there and enjoy it. Embrace it. Embrace the madness. High Riders, <gasps> Supervan, oh. uh, which is a movie not really about anything, <laughs> and, and, and it's not a good movie at all. No, but no. Damn it, when I found, and I mean, the, Supervan is a movie I searched out because I saw a little toy version of the Supervan. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that looks cool. Oh, there's a movie. And I bought it. I found the movie. It's yeah. a shit quality. <laughs> it's kind of like a, you just took a, oh, I have a VHS, just transfer it to DVD. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Not about anything. And the first week when I got it, I watched it twice. <laughs> and yeah. So if you want to check out, well, there's some, there, there's some other more highbrow or two on the movies on Forgotten Flicks, of course. But if you want to read some, search out some nuggets, go there. Yes. Please. Yes. Now, sir, I need to publicly thank you for your donations. Publicly? Yes. Oh, thank you welcome. so much. Honestly, um, Peter's contributed uh, to my uh, my foray into uh, in, into filmmaking, and honestly, thank you so much, my good friend. It means oh, it's it, my it, pleasure. It, it means the world. It, it really, Every really time does. The, the paycheck comes in, I make sure to uh, to set something up for you. So, thank you so much. So, you are a scholar oh. and a gentleman. Oh, oh. 
you know, and I see you now I'm squirming in that <laughs> Thank you, sir. No, You're thank welcome. you. And Peter, I look forward to seeing the finish. Oh, I'm, I, I'm itching. I'm, I can't wait to go. I can't wait to get filming. Um, yeah, this summer, right? Yes. Yeah. We start first of nice. July. Um, we've got five days of filming. Uh, and, and it's, 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 like I said, at the moment, it, there's stuff arriving every day. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had eight litres of blood arrive, <laughs> arrive yesterday. I haven't opened the box. Okay. Um, <laughs> as you do. Um, yep. So, and, you know, and lighting equipment, you know, my house is starting to sort of resemble. It's interesting because my wife, um, uh, for a, she runs a, a Luna Blue Etsy, uh, Etsy store for yep. magical and sort of fairy gifts and those types. It, it, and, they're going to be her and um, my mother-in-law. They're going to be going to the Karen Kay uh, Fairy Festival and ball up in Glastonbury, and they're going to have a stall there. So they're okay. they're frantically beavering away at um, at sort of putting different things together. So my house at the moment is resembling some kind of um, fairy. Uh, one side of it is looking like some kind of fairy workshop where these beautiful like fairies in teacups and sort of fairy houses and doors are all being made and then you come uh, to and on my the other s- side you have rubber johnnies yeah yeah we've got rubber johnnies machetes <laughs> liters of blood um lighting equipment <laughs> so it looks like somebody's making a snuff movie so it's nice. um, so there's a good contrast here there's a nice contrast nice <laughs> you should have contrast in yes your life. yes light and dark light yes. and dark <laughs> So, Peter, thank you so much for being on. Um, last, it's been four months since the last time you were on. We cannot leave it that long again. What? Uh, it was no. four months. Yes, four months. I already know that because it says on the Skype the last the last time we recorded. Oh, okay. um, well, we message back and forth oh, yes. every day, so so that's what throws you off. Yes. Four months. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we have some good movies lined up. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I think we'll... Uh, I think... We, yeah, there's there's some gems there, isn't there? Yeah, there's some absolute so. gems, absolute gems. Now, and Peter, can you ever it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, on that note, on yes. that Everett-sized bombshell, Peter. Thank you so much for being on. You've got an open invitation anytime. Anytime. It was a blast. Thank you so it much, my blast. good friend. Take care now. I will. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, once again, thank you to Peter for being on. Um, it's great when he's on, and I love when, when we get to discuss films like like Sword and the Sorcerer, and we get to really delve into that sort of that wonderful schlocky B movie world, which which we all love. Speaking of which, now we have what the Wookiee watched, and up first we have 1980s, The Devil Hunter. Let's check out the trailer. <laughs> What's the reason for your visit here, Miss Crawford? We're checking out locations for our next film. Who are you? What do you want from me? Get out of here once! He won't come up with the dough. He couldn't care less about her. He'll pay, you can bet your life he'll pay. Why don't we send them a piece of her? That'll convince them to pay up. What do you think? (laughs) That's our island. 
tribe in the area, and they sacrifice human beings. The victims are usually young girls, and they eat their hearts. was the trailer for The Devil Hunter, directed by Jess Franco and written by Jess Franco. Um, this this has been one that I've been meaning to watch for donkey's years. Um, it fell in amongst the, um, the video nasties of the 1980s. Um, and this is very, very much um, a slice of Euro horror, sun, sex, and sadism. Um, I mean, the, the story is very, very th- threadbare. Um, you give, you, you've got a model who is kidnapped, and she's taken to an isolated... Um, she's she's kidnapped in the first place and sort of held for ransom, but she's then taken... But then she's kidnapped again by an isolated tribe. And uh, Sorry, I'm wheezing, but I still got a bit of a chest. Sorry about that. Um, and there it goes again. <laughs> And she's, you know, kidnapped again by uh, a tribe of cannibals and is going to be sacrificed to their, I suppose, their devil god, as it wants to be. But lo and behold, the mercurial Al Cleaver. Yes, he's back. We talk about him a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Playing a grizzled uh, Vietnam vet um, is is there to rescue her. Look, this film is not for the faint-hearted. Um, the it, it you know it, it it does feature rape. It does feature cannibalism. Um, it, it is blood-soaked. Um, some of the acting in this is just is just mind-boggling. <laughs> it really, really is mind-boggling. Um, however, it is. I think you know it is one of the, it. It very much belongs of its time. Um, and if you were a fan of Video Nasties and you're a fan of the infamous Jess Franco, um, he's billed on this as Clifford Brown, which I think is a great name, Clifford Brown. I'm going to have to remember that at some point. Um, the rest of the cast is Ursula Buchenfeller. Uh, of course, we said Al Cleaver, Antonio Mahanis, Antonio Dacobo, um, uh Giselle, yeah, Giselle Han, uh, Marielle Montosi, and Werner Pocarth. Um, this is, like I said, it is full of nudity. It is full of violence. Um, and, you know, it can, you know, and if you, it's not for the faint-hearted. I really enjoyed it. Um, this film does sometimes get confused with Jess Franco's *The Cannibals*, um, but it's it's an interesting piece. It is, and like I said, you know, you you can't hate on Al Cleaver. Um, <laughs> it's one of those films that needs to be seen to um, to really sort of get to grips with it. Like I said, it's very low budget. Um, it's probably one of the more coherent um, Jess Franco films. I feel 
this is released by 88 Films. Um, and i got to be honest, I'm a huge fan of 88 Films. They're a great film distributor. Um, they've done a really, really, really good job restoring this one. Um, and it's available on Blu-ray from the 8th of April. So by the time you, you know, I've recorded this and put it out with everything else going on, it's already out on DVD, so uh, on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, but definitely go get the Blu-ray. Get the Blu-ray. It's well worth it. It really, really is worth it. And it's important that we do go back and we look at um, we look at movies like this um, because yes, people make you know grindhouse in inverted commas uh, movies and exploitations, but there is something absolutely raw and quite punk about it. Um, and I really, really enjoyed this film. Um, is it perfect? Hell no. Is it worth a watch? Definitely. And i got to be honest, I'm going to give Devil Hunter, um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. And I'm going to say you need to buy it because it needs to be in your collection. Because 88 films do a wonderful, wonderful um, run. And they look great on your shelf. Okay, so that's The Devil Hunter from 1980. Like I said, it's a 7 out of 10 from me. Okay, up next we have got How It Ends from 2018. Let's check out the trailer. Hey, what time is it? Six in the morning in Seattle. My mother just called. What happened last night? I'm sorry. He was into me from the second I got in. Why did you move my daughter away from me? Moving was Sam's idea. If I'd asked for his blessing last night, he would have said no, so I didn't. I'm getting late. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, call me when you get to the airport. What was that? Well, something's wrong. Sam. We have unconfirmed reports of a large seismic event off the California coast with reports of power outages across the United States. Why didn't you come back? I didn't know where else to go. Have you talked to Sam? We got disconnected. What's the last thing she said? She sounded scared. Let's look at what we know, Will. We have no idea what's happening. Yet we got F-22s doing flybys. My only daughter? She's alone. 2,000 miles away. So I only have one question for you. Are you coming with me? All communications are down. The government is silent. We don't know who or what is causing this. There's a lot to be afraid of out there. There's a lot of real danger. Should have told me that you had a gun. I'm assuming that you've never fired a firearm. I've seen war game simulations, events just like this. They're designed to erase rational behavior with what appears to be a singular incident. You ever seen clouds like that before? Will, get back in the car! I need you to promise you'll always keep us safe. I promise. You just drive, I got this.
Okay, that was the trailer for the Netflix film How It Ends from 2018, directed by David M. Rosenthal. Uh, it starred Theo James as Will, Forrest Whitaker as Tom, uh, Kate Graham as Samantha, Kerry Bish as Meg, Grace Dev, who is excellent in this, as Ricky, and Mark O'Brien as Jeremiah. Um, this is a end of the world, as you probably t- could tell from the trailer, um, sort of uh, situation where a, a cataclysmic event is taking place and a man is desperate to get home to his pregnant wife. Along with him is his father-in-law or would-be father-in-law um, who there's a bit of tension in and played by Forrest Whitaker. Very, very simple premise. Um, this is very, very well executed. Um, it you know, you're not you're not in Mad Max territory here. Um, however, there is some really really interesting moments in this film, and there's there's some really tense moments in this film, um, and it portrays how quickly society breaks down. Um, I think it got a little bit of unfair criticism when it came out, and lots of people came out and said it's boring. I think visually, this film is is, is stunning to look at. Um, you can see the influence of the road or uh, in this. Um, it and it does, you know, it sort of. It, it, I think it can. It, I think the pace does dip a little bit in the middle, but the central performances in this are excellent. Um, I really like Forrest Whitaker as an actor, act, 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 <laughs> as an actor. Um, I, again, I think he gives a solid performance in this. Um, the um, what I liked about it, nothing was overplayed and nothing seemed overwrought, and it seemed very very real. Um, and it seemed to play for real time. I mean, Grace Dev um, as uh, Ricky, um, a Native American, um, who they uh, pick up and uh, sort of bring her along so that you know, she can fix the car, is absolutely superb in this. And her reaction um, to when they defend themselves and uh, and they sort of uh, end up killing the people that, who tried to take their fuel from them um, is very, very human, and it's a brilliant, brilliant performance from her. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, it's 113 minutes long, so it does it does drag a little bit. Um, but like I said, it's sort of it, it. You don't really know what has happened or what is happening. Um, you know that there's this sort of uh, environmental disaster, and you know as you, as they go along, they sort of speculate about this. But it's re- it's a really really good film. Um, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it's for everyone. Um, I think if you're expecting Mad Max, those type of things, don't. This is very very thoughtful. It's 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 like a sort of um, the road light um, kind of movie. Um, I thought this was very grown up science fiction, um, and I would give this. Um, I'd give this a seven point five, uh, almost an eight out of ten. Um, it's de- if you've got Netflix, it's definitely one to watch. Um, yeah, so 7.5 out of 10. Uh, that was How It Ends, 2018, on Netflix. Give it a punt. It's worth it. I really, really enjoyed it. Okay, up next, we have got... <laughs> and I can't wait to share this one with you. Um, the latest in the Puppet Master films. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. Let's check out the trailer. Warning. This motion picture is one of the most violent films ever made. There are 21 scenes of puppet violence and sadistic cruelty graphically shown. The content and subject matter may be upsetting for those under 18, those with weak hearts, and those of delicate nature. 
This cellar workshop is where André Toulon manufactured puppets. It is unclear how many of these puppets were made, though 60 or so of them are expected to be in Postville by tomorrow for the auction. That's not mine. I don't really know how that got here. Maybe it walked. Hello. Jesus. Well, you definitely seem like a toy that a maniac would make. What the? Why would anybody create a Nazi puppet? They're little, they're fast. Anne Frank was hiding in her attic, puppet could find her. Okay, that was the trailer for Fangoria Presents Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich. Um, now this is going to be in cinemas on April the nineteenth, I think. Yeah, so it's gonna. I think it's gonna have a limited run, but get out there and so you, it's not very often we get to see um, a film like you know, a wonderful exploitation film like this out in the cinema. So get yourselves out there. Um, I absolutely adore adored this film. Um, I need to say a big thank you to my friends over at Witchfinder PR um, for getting this to me so that I can uh, so that I can see this and bring this to you and share this with you. It is unapologetically schlocky, gory. It is wonderful. It is br- it, it, honestly, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed this film. Um, it, um, it, it's look. Don't get me wrong. It is on a low budget. It's on a lower budget than you know. I don't know Avatar, but then most things are. Um, however, it's a much better film, I think, because there's genuine heart and soul in this. Um, sorry if I'm wheezing, guys. I am. I am proper wheezing. I'm gonna have to, you know have to break the puffer out in a bit. Um, <laughs> but honestly. This is, uh, it's a great film. It, it, again, it's sort of, uh, it kind of sits separate um, in like an alternative reality to the other Puppet Master movies. Um, so what we've got is you've got the murderous marionettes are on the march. Puppet Master, the littlest right, brings the kills, thrills, spills in this bloodthirsty reboot? Ru- reboot. Reboot of Charles Band's classic horror franchise. Uh, from co-directors Tommy Wilkland and Sonny Laguna. Uh, they, uh, and they do a great job. They they do a brilliant, brilliant job in this. Um, you know, when you... Look, I'm not going to give too many details away because I think you... you, 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 you need to see it. You need to see, I'm so excited. I can hardly get my words out. You just need to go and see this one. Um... It's kind of like Puppet Master meets the Raid <laughs> in some some aspects. Um, you you and honestly, the kills are some of the most inventive kills um, that I've seen for a long, long time. Um, it stars Thomas Lennon, uh, Jeremy uh, Pellisser, Nelson Franklin, uh, Charlene Yee, Michael Parr, Barbara Crampton. Yes. Barbara Crampton makes a return to the series. Of course, she was in the original in 1989. This is, honestly, it's great. It is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to see. Um, and, and it's great to see Fangoria back. It's great to see Fangoria back. Um, 
put it this way, right? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this vague, okay? I am gonna leave this vague because um, I want you to just see this. I'm gonna give this eight out of ten. All right, don't get me wrong; it's not perfect, but it's eight out of ten. I'm gonna I, because I just think it's brilliant. The it has got possibly two of my favorite kills that I have seen in a very very long time. One involves a drone-like puppet, okay? And the other involves the flamethrower puppet. Um, right, and that's all I'm saying. It's 8 out of 10 for me. This is available in cinemas um, on April the 19th. So get yourselves out there. If not, get this on DVD, on demand, or wherever you can. Okay, because it is definitely worth it. I loved this film. I loved it. So thank you to the good people over at Witchfinder for bringing this to my attention. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that. I know we're behind, and I keep, I'm going to keep apologising, guys. I'm, 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 I, you know, I'm spinning a lot of plates in the minute, so, um, so our schedule may be a little bit here, there, and everywhere. But um, look, the, the 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 fact of the matter is, I love doing this show, and I'm going to continue to do this show. So just bear with me whilst uh, I'm uh, I'm off making my little pro- I'm doing my little side project here. The full trailer for that is available on the YouTube channel, so you can get yourselves over there. Um, don't forget to check out our Instagram at the Undead Wookie nineteen eighty, at Twitter uh, at the Undead Wookie, and of course you can find us on Facebook. Um, drop us a message. Let us know what you think. Um, if you've got any requests of films that you want us to cover, make sure they're horror, sci-fi. But like we said, we do dip into other genres occasionally. But let us know what you think. Okay. So our time draws to an end. And the last thing I want to do for you is just give a couple of shout outs to all the people who have supported me. Um, you know, Al and Jeff over at Cadavercast, get yourselves over there. Um, all the people over at Retro Movie Geek, you know, Joel, thank you so much, man, for for your donation. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Peter, again, you know, thank you so much, my good friend, for being on. So get yourselves over to Retro Movie Geek and check out their show with Joel, Daryl and Peter. It's it, it's an absolute scream. Um, and of course, Horror Movie Podcast is a staple, which the Gill Man, Joel himself, is now a regular co-host on there. So get yourselves over there and check out their show. So the last thing that I've got to say is please go over and check out our GoFundMe page for School Hall Slaughter. Um, you can leave a small donation there. and uh, Like every little penny helps. You know, if somebody wants to leave 20 grand over there, that will be great. I'll happily take that. If somebody wants to leave us £2.50, please do. Honestly, please. The, you know, and I want to, again, I want to say thank you to everybody who has supported this film. Um, so go on over and check out our GoFundMe page. And that is that, ladies and gentlemen. So that's all that's left for me to say in the immortal words of Count Dracula. Good night out there. Whatever you are.
This is our farm Cadavercast. You've been listening to the Undead Wookie. The bat.